0: Welcome to Mental Horizon, where we explore the obscure and bring it to light. I talk about self-discovery, mastery, expression, and anything else that helps to bring clarity, purpose, and fulfillment. I'm Montel, the host and your guide to define new standards of being and go beyond the mental horizon. Let's go. In this episode, I'm gonna talk about making informed conscious choices. I'll begin by breaking down the topic and then I'll discuss some common associated challenges And lastly i'll offer some practical advice for you to apply in your life i think this is an important topic to explore because making conscious choices can seem to require a lot of time and effort in the beginning perhaps but once you clarify your values and your principles it's just like staying true to yourself i think that the nature of this topic is something that's becoming more important in our current society and for me it's been pivotal in creating lasting effectual change and i'll share plenty of examples and insight throughout the episode so what is the definition of an informed conscious choice and how does it differ from a regular choice an informed conscious choice is one that is made deliberately based on accurate information and personal values it differs from a regular choice in that it involves awareness intentionality and a willingness to take responsibility for the consequences of our actions Informed conscious choices involve taking the time to research, gather information when possible, and evaluating options before making a decision. Regular choices may be made impulsively or without much consideration for the consequence. These are necessary sometimes, but they have to be kept in check as they can go against your values, your principles, and your goals. And you have to know it's safe and appropriate to be able to make an impulsive choice with little to no consequence. For example, When I'm on a walk and there's various routes to pick to go to the same destination, I think it's safe to let yourself freely make impulsive decisions. I think it's important to give yourself space to do so as well. Another important point to consider is that it's possible and highly likely to make poor decisions when you feel bad, but also when you feel good. Like an excited child, the good feelings can make you very short-sighted and ignore your long-term goals. This is when mindfulness comes in and you have to be aware of your choices in alignment with your goals. Let's say you have a health-related goal. Frequently choosing foods that don't align with that goal isn't wise long term. Whether you feel elated or low, it's important to be mindful and consider those states of being and how it affects the choices that you make because it can distort what you believe about the outcome of your action or your choice. I say this because I still make distorted choices when I'm at either end of the spectrum And when I feel too good or too bad, it's easy to enter a type of mildly dissociated state and again ignore the long-term consequences of my actions. Recently, for example, I was at a gathering and there was some food that I don't often eat due to my body not always responding well. And I did take my time to consider because I knew the potential outcome. I considered what I had already eaten that day and how my body might respond. And there were people encouraging me and I won't deny that it looked appetising and me as an indulgent person while feeling a little elated I decided consciously that I'm going to indulge a little and this ended up being a mistake because my body did not respond well and I was in a lot of pain and I did end up having to sleep it off. (laughs) Despite the outcome though I still feel good about the decision I made due to doing it consciously it was just more difficult because of the variables of the circumstance but i i made that decision i knew what i was doing and you know i accept the consequence you could translate that example towards a different goal perhaps it's building a relationship pursuing a passion or saving money you know if you're doing the thing that prevents you from achieving that goal then you know you're self sabotaging yourself so again i don't regret my decisions because i always learn from them i used to make that type of decision more frequently than i'd like to admit and i'd ignore the previous consequence and repeat the same decision in another circumstance in essence i'm indirectly choosing to suffer because of my ignorance and lack of awareness the question then becomes how much suffering am i willing to put myself through before i commit to not sabotaging myself more than i empower myself because then it would translate into other areas of my life And I would unravel my efforts so i'd always feel stuck this is why i intend to remain clear-headed and balanced so i can minimize the distortion of my choices and be present while maintaining awareness of the potential outcome remember it's not always the circumstance that's bad or the elements of the circumstance it's how you choose to engage with it so i no longer judge or shame myself for my choices because i'm always trying to make the best choices From what I can access in that moment, there's no shame in trying. With that said, past experiences and beliefs shape our perspectives and biases, which can either help or hinder our ability to make conscious choices. For example, someone that's experienced a particular type of trauma may struggle to trust their intuition or make choices that are driven by fear rather than clarity. And I would say I'm a highly intuitive person, but my life experiences and my personal sensitivities had made it difficult for me to trust my own intuition in the past. However, I've improved a lot by embracing, understanding and addressing my personal challenges, the beliefs and things that I've thought about myself that would distort my ability to perceive or interpret with my intuition um, accurately. So it's important to be aware of these influences and actively work to expand your perspective and consider alternative viewpoints to address or neutralize the conditioned fear response. Again with more information you can build a more comprehensive image and be able to access better choices. So when I was unaware I was regularly making poor choices especially due to being in a chronic state of low mood And again, the outcomes would reflect those choices. Furthermore, making conscious choices doesn't always mean being rational and analytical. Emotion and intuition can play a valuable role in decision making. Personally, I always consider how I want to feel. So unless I'm taking a trade, I generally account for my emotions. Also, making conscious choices doesn't mean making the right choice because there is no one right path and we must learn from our mistakes and our failures or there may be valid options to consider. You know, what's appropriate for you when you're committed to making more decisions may challenge others, and that's not bad. That's an invitation for them to consider raising the quality of their choices. And if they're not interested, it's no problem. Just don't let those people have any say in what you do for yourself. I don't doubt that you will meet pure people that intend well, but if they haven't committed to following a conscious path Their advice could be imbued with their distorted truths and beliefs about life, so be mindful. Now I'm going to discuss some of the associated challenges of why people can struggle to be consistent with their decisions. This can be a lack of time, lack of access to information, there's external pressures and fear of making the wrong decision. I think that's a big one. As mentioned, the initial challenge may be taking the time to actually clarify values to live by and principles to uphold. These barriers can be overcome by prioritizing time for seeking out diverse perspectives, reflection, alternative information sources, and reframing mistakes as opportunities for learning and growth. With that said, I think it's important to honor people's situation and where they're at on their journey. Someone is not a bad person For not being ready to consciously evolve. From my experience it's best to stay focused on your path and when they're ready they'll be guided on their own path. And I know it's not as black and white as that for example with loved ones, in that case you have to protect your energy. Be mindful and consider how you engage with your time, mental effort, emotional vulnerability, you may have to establish and preserve boundaries. And this is not selfish, because there are those that have committed and are showing up and being consistent and could learn from your example and guidance rather than offering it to someone that's just flirting with the idea but aren't really committed. Another important point to consider is that societal expectations and cultural norms can create pressure to conform to certain values and beliefs which can limit the ability to consider alternative options. I've, I've always been a person that's curious and open-minded up until about autumn 2018 anything outside of what i could see or know to be true wasn't real that overly materialistic attitude or you know ego-based attitude led to me experiencing a lot of low vibe feelings so then i made a conscious choice to do what was necessary to not feel low (laughs) and it's funny because i say it like that because that's how i used to think i don't want to feel low rather than saying i feel good It's a type of negative attitude. It took me time to change my language from saying not feel low to I feel good. I choose to feel good. I choose to feel happy instead of not feeling bad. They are very similar on the surface, but they are very distinct in how it manifests in your actual real vibration and how you feel. But again, for example, if society values productivity and success above all else, you may feel pressure to prioritise these things over your own well-being or relationships. Or what if you're from a culture or family that doesn't agree with what you know in your heart is right for you? Sometimes you have to offend people, not because you intend to disrespect your culture or family, but when you start living in a way that's authentic to you, it will challenge their beliefs and they might not like it. Overcoming these influences requires awareness, courage and a willingness to challenge the status quo. It's important to challenge the norms and consider the broader impact of your choices on yourself and others. When I released myself from conforming to anything that didn't align with me, I noticed how detrimental it was for me when I was subscribed to the beliefs that held me back. So now I'm especially mindful of people that live and think from those belief and thought patterns because they're still in it and they will have a potential effect on me because of the familiarity that i have with those thought patterns it might make me want to regress because it feels like home (laughs) Um, with that said if something works for you great stick with it but if it doesn't serve your conscious growth you have to let it go now let's explore some of the benefits of making conscious choices for ourselves society as a whole. Some of the benefits include increased self-awareness, improved decision-making skills, greater alignment with our personal values and goals. For me, I know where I stand and I can own my beliefs with grounded understanding and consideration for others. I also make choices that are at a level of self-respect that encourages me to thrive and connect with people that will meet me at my level. This has led to me having a greater personal fulfilment, increased self-confidence and stronger relationships, so I can't complain. Also I think it could lead to a more just and equitable society, because as people become more aware of their choices and their impact on others, we can work to create positive change in our communities, in person and online. I used to choose, or not, depending on how you see it, the things that didn't encourage my conscious growth. The consequence, for example, low self-esteem or confidence, meant unconscious sabotaging and then I justify it with whatever learnt excuse I had, which is no good to anyone. I also believe it's better to make a conscious choice, even if it's a bad one, than not choosing at all. Why? Because not choosing is still a choice and it's likely that you would revert to your default response, which could be any type of conditioned fear response. Now that's covered, let's explore some practical strategies for making informed conscious choices in daily life. The first and I think the most obvious one is taking time to reflect and check in with yourself before making a decision. Again, consider gathering information from multiple sources, considering the potential outcomes and consequences of different choices. In the past, again, I only believed in certain things until my ignorance and unconscious choices led to me being in a pretty unpleasant state of being and despite the influences around me, I am the one that allowed myself to end up where I was and I knew I was the only one that could get myself out. So I opened up to alternative sources of information and ways of being which have been and continue to be very fruitful for me despite my apprehension and the fear of all of those things. More perspectives means a more comprehensive image and awareness. Of potential outcomes. So if there are circumstances that seem to be more challenging than others, I'd suggest doing some self-reflection in relation to your involvement in the situation and how you might have to decide how you get involved or not. I used to think that I had to get involved in anything that caught my attention and sometimes the wise choice is to disengage. It can definitely be helpful to seek out advice from trusted friends, family members, professionals, not those that think that they know what's best for you but those that support you to make independent conscious choices. So how can we balance rational thinking with our emotions when making conscious choices? I was part of what I describe as a acute clinical intervention group and in that group we discussed the wise mind idea which you probably have heard of or in some type of different roundabout way which is where we would learn to weigh our choices with rational thought and emotion before making a decision. It always helps to be in a mindful state so you can begin to notice your thought patterns and emotional reactions as they happen and then you have the opportunity to question whether they're serving you or hindering you while also weighing the pros and cons of your available options. Balancing rational thinking with emotions requires awareness and practice. I still make misguided decisions here and there. I used to judge and shame myself for making mistakes until I learned that self-compassion is key. There's nothing wrong with trying and failing, it's about how you support yourself to get back up. It's important to avoid making decisions solely based on emotions, but also to avoid completely ignoring our emotions. The mind is loud and verbal, emotion is resonance and it whispers. Emotions communicate intuitively and learning to perceive and trust your intuition is important. It's one half of the decision making process in life. And to strengthen your intuition, you can start by tuning into your physical sensations and emotions and noticing how they shift in response to different situations. Where or how do you feel the dissonance or resonance? If you say or think you can't feel anything or you're not intuitive, perhaps you may be too stimulated or not settled enough to recognize the subtle movements. You can't see and feel details going at 100 miles per hour. It's not going to work. Learning to trust our intuition involves developing self-awareness and practicing self-reflection regularly. It's important to identify and clarify your personal values, principles and goals and use them as a guidepost for making difficult decisions. When you know your values and priorities, make a conscious effort to align your choices with them. My Reiki teacher always said You can always clearly feel a yes in your body whereas a no or maybe has a different feeling. So if I'm ever in a situation and the answer is not a clear inspired yes I want to do this but I'm interested then I'll ask if I can take time to think on it first and if it's an immediate decision and there's uncertainty I'm not afraid to say no. If it's truly right for me it will come back around in some other way. In the past I've committed myself to things that I intuitively knew was not right for me but I felt like I couldn't say no due to my unclarified and unrefined values and principles. There was also loyalties and expectation that I felt like that I had to live up to. With that said, sometimes saying yes to another is saying no to yourself and sometimes saying yes to yourself means saying no to someone else. If they respect you for who you are and your journey in life then there shouldn't be any problems with you choosing to make a conscious decision. Before I wrap up, I strongly suggest that you make a commitment to being more strategic and disciplined with your choices. Choose to limit your exposure to environments that don't encourage you to thrive and avoid surrounding yourself with objects that do the same too. Also remember to focus on the quality of choice rather than the outcome because you have no control over anything other than your response to a situation And what choices you have made available to yourself from your past actions through study research and practice your current circumstance was created by your past choices if you want better circumstances you have to think and behave in a way that reflects that if you don't feel like you have many healthy choices to choose from i suggest you take time to research and inform yourself with what you need to be equipped for the challenges you can be faced with you don't always get time to think about things proper preparation prevents poor performance (laughs) but again i can say all of this but it also comes down to being in a state of balance and open mindful awareness so you can have the best possibility for success i admit when i'm not in the best frame of mind if i'm tired hungry whatever it might be i don't live up to the ideal standard 24 7 and i don't expect myself to i am human If you choose illumination, remember, don't listen to or follow people that choose to remain in ignorance and obscurity, because if you do, in essence, you're supporting them to remain in that state and putting yourself at risk of taking on their energy. So this brings us to the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed the topic of discussion and let me know your experience and thoughts on the subject. If you enjoyed this, I invite you to share it with someone that you think might enjoy it too. And I invite you to leave feedback in the form of a like or a comment. I'd really appreciate it. Don't forget to follow my socials and stay connected and sign up to the Horizon newsletter to receive exclusive information and content. Thank you for listening and going beyond the mental horizon with me. Until next time, I leave you with peace of mind and an open heart.